Good afternoon, Professor Peter Lynham. Good afternoon. How are you going? Now, we've got a, quite an interesting topic this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> you've, sent <laughs> us, you've sent us an article uh, about a gentleman called Don Latin, who's just written a book called God on Psychedelics. Yes, indeed. <laughs> How about that? Have you read it? Yes. Um, I've read the first chapter, the free chapter you can get on, because I only picked this up this morning, mm-hmm. and I was just fascinated by it. Uh, it's just such an interesting topic. So it's a, it, it's a book. The part, the part that I've read from the book is about individuals, not about uh, religious groups, which is what I get of the, Well, that was the theme of the article that I found about it. Yes. Mm. Um but uh, it is really striking for what he um, Hang on, Peter, are you, you might just need to, like, uh, move yourself to a position where you get better self-reception. reception. Yeah. You're just a bit yes. crackly. Okay, can't have that. Is that better? Yeah, yes. That's better. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, what this article was surveying was the, a book by a journalist who apparently for many years has been watching the impact of psychedelic drugs Mm. on religious individuals Mm. and has now been gathering up this map across the United States of religious groups whose whose distinctive reason for existence seems to be the use of psychedelic drugs. Mm -hmm. And that seems absolutely staggering. uh, we can think of a few examples, I suppose, of various Native Americans using various types of, of psychedelics, often you know, primitive, that have been used for generations. Mm-hmm. But this seems, he seems to be describing groups that have picked up the, the modern LSD type psychedelics um, and, and are using them to further their explorations into religion. Yes, uh, there was a there's a short line, a short sentence in this article that he forwarded through forwarded through to us, where <clears throat> he mentions people use it as a shortcut to God. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and of course this awakens lots of really interesting issues mm-hmm. because it makes you wonder about all relig- religious experience, really. Yes, mm. if if it is potentially possible by means of a psychedelic drug to get what you might call a religious experience. Mm-hmm then it does make you wonder whether all religious experiences or mystical experiences anyway aren't based on not normal rational thinking. Mm. Yes, that's what a rationalist yeah, Okay, might say. yes, I see where you're going with this. I mean, yeah. people... But, but the people, other side is... Yeah, your turn. Uh, no, you go, you go, you go. Well, the, the other side of it is an interesting... What to make of experiences, if you have them, induced by some kind of psychedelic drugs, is that maybe, and I think a lot of people I've talked to have had psychedelic experiences, would regard this as discovering a reality which they've been trying to find otherwise, and this has been their means to get there. Yes, I guess it's, uh, I mean, my thinking on it is, I guess there's a lot of uncertainty about the afterlife and stuff like that, and deeper questions about the Mm. universe. And I guess people might take psychedelics and then get a little taster of what's on the other side or what's out there, or maybe there's, you know, people get an appreciation of nature and the universe and some sort of deeper meaning with psychedelics. And I guess 
you know, five hours on a Friday night, you know, every once in a while taking psychedelics is, I guess, a bit less of a time investment than going to church every Sunday and, and maybe <laughs> not getting the same level of experience, you know? Or, uh, yes, precisely, and all the downsides that come with an organised religion that wants to take your money, yes. and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, totally. It wants you to love them all, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It goes to extremes. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting possibility, I think, mm-hmm. that, that factors like that have induced them to get interested. Yeah. Uh, it does remind me, when you say about searching for a connection with the afterlife, Yes. Uh, that this was the great attraction of spiritualism in mm. the 19th century. Yes. So when people would sit in the darkened rooms and, you know, wait for the, the rapping that was supposedly a message from people who had who'd gone ahead of us to the afterlife that already died, mm. then what people were obviously yearning for uh, was some kind of contact with a reality which they felt they couldn't get near. Mm. Mm. So, you know, that could be part of it as well, that it's not just psychedelics, but it, there's a whole sense in which our world, we feel kind of cut off mm. from something that's bigger out there. Maybe maybe the, any means that will get us through is helpful, but you would have to start by taking the the logic that there is something out there to reach out to because the, I, I mean I've heard plenty of rationalists regarding this as you know this is derisive so this is what religion ends up down to mm. taking a trip you know and, and they're not impressed yes not at all I, it's, yeah, I guess <clears throat> the field of psychedelics has been around for I, I guess centuries and obviously indigenous cultures yep. have used them uh, and still use them, and uh, you know, I guess more so uh, in recent years, where uh, things are starting to loosen up around psychedelic research. It is becoming more—I don't want to say fashionable, but it is um, becoming somewhat more popular to experiment with them once again. Um, yes, and it seems as though now that medic, medical sort of centres mm. are using, trying to find out their potential. Especially, yeah, effects. I guess is with. I mean, starting from treatment of depression, but also, you know, for people with, um, uh, you know, terminal patients, which might have some fear about... Positive effects. Yes. Precisely. It lifts lifts the pain. Yeah. Why do you think that that is, Peter? I guess, have you looked into that at all? Why people, I guess it's that connectedness to the the universe, right? And the great beyond. Well, I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite sure that lots of the strong links to the present world when you're watching the fact that they're going to come to an end at some point mm. yeah, there's a whole lot of nervousness that it creates about is there something beyond this am yes. i ready for it mm. and so it could be that there's aspects like that in it mm-hmm. but i mean the the other side to it is that i mean historically Religions haven't regarded it as a question, really, to answer. They've just taken it for granted mm. that we are part of a bigger world mm. and there's a whole lot more reality out there. Yes. But it, it's impossible in our scientific world to just treat it as a matter of course. We, yeah. we are naturally sceptical about these things. Yes. And, and so, and in a funny sort of way, some way to breach that barrier 
and to get ourselves direct information. And, of course, that's what it is. Mm. It's not just taking it from somebody's scriptures yes. or whatever. Yeah. But, but getting the evidence ourselves is very much a reflection of the kind of do-it-yourself religion. That's yes. The standard type of religion in a way today. Yeah, totally. It is. A, you're right, Peter. It is a, a lot more do-it-yourself, and you might take your mushroom or your cactus, and you go, "Holy shit! Something else is yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. This is, you yeah, know, precisely. it's real." Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that sense of alternate reality, in that way, is not altogether dissimilar from people who are anti-COVID or anti-mandates, you know, because you want to create your own world. Mm. You want to create your own universe, and you're not impressed when authorities tell you you're not allowed to do this. Of course. Mm. 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 So so there's intriguing dimensions of this. But Hook, it, it seems kind of odd to add to that the idea of belonging to a community where people do this together. Mm. And this seems to be... Um, the evidence that the book has created, you know, it claims that basically in every city in the States, you'll find one or two groups that are pushing psychedelics to use with religious connotations of them. Yes, yes. And I I, I'm sceptical that would be the case in New Zealand, but then we're very slow. We have not legalised any psychedelics, even for medical experiments, I think, or am I wrong on that? Uh, the University of Auckland was doing some LSD microdosing uh, studies oh. last year, two years ago. Peter, uh, I did it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was part of that group. I gave it a go. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but that trial was for treating, you know, potentially treating depression. So. Um, oh, and of course, typically. Yeah. The the medicalization of of illegal substances usually precedes some kind of more controlled availability. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, fingers crossed. And yeah, so the, yeah, so the, the early ideas about tobacco were all medicinal. Mm -hmm. Yes. For example, and so you know, and that and that's kind of intriguing. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, cannabis is obviously going to sooner or later end up becoming available. Yes. Um, you know, we've gone through that. We're in the medical phase at the moment, mm -hmm. but but clearly the next step will be it's more social Decrim decriminalised and wider, you know, yeah. wider availability. Yeah. yeah, of course. Because above all, because the government wants to tax it. Yes. Um, <laughs> Follow the money. Well, um, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, when you think of it, with the criminal gangs getting access to all this. Um, this, I'm sure they don't declare their GST on those things. Yeah, of course, of course. So, so I mean, that's a factor. But the other side of it, as I say, is forming groups that want to have some kind of experience of this. Um, well, I suppose that is another way to legitimate the use. I get. I guess as and well, you're having. It's almost like a supervised exper experiment where you're doing it with other people. You go yeah, a bit so deeper, it's not deeper. An experiment. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. I guess it's potentially a bit safer if you have someone to guide you and/or help you should you start having a bad time. Oh, indeed. Yeah, mm. and you really do need other people around you in those yeah, of circumstances. Of course, that is a good idea. Yeah. Um, but whether you need prayers as well is interesting. Yeah. Um, I think we're 
When, when you think of Timothy Leary and the first use of LSD and, you know, novels like Talos Castaneda, I mean, they were thinking about it in highly religious terms. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was their own self-made religion. Yes. But, you know, from, from the early period, people talked about psychedelics as, as being, you know, the ultimate religious, new religious experience. When I was a student doing my PhD in England at the University of Sussex, there was in the seminar room in the arts faculty, there was this mural which had across it, I think the Timothy Leary words, turn on, tune in, drop out, yep. um, with a very psychedelic colours behind it. And it was kind of interesting because that was perceived, presumably, in the hallowed halls of a university. Um, it was perceived as some kind of statement about the, the way the world is. And so high-blown views of the significance of psychedelic um, uh, drugs is, is not uncommon. It's fallen a bit out of fashion recently, but I'm not surprised that some would want to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how mainstream this would ever become, though, I don't know. The, the, the book that was being referred to by, by this man, Latin. Um, actually, the chapter that I've read is accounts of people who are taking part in some kind of uh, experiment uh, run at Harvard, I think it was, uh, and it's to do with mainstream religious people using this and seeing whether their views change as a result of using it. Yes. Uh, but it seems like nobody's written up the research yet, or perhaps the experiment's been stopped. Who would know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, did your experiment produce any conclusive results? My experiment? Uh, I, I don't know if they're conclusive, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but I mean, did, did it suggest that depression could be lifted? Oh, I, I think that's, of... yeah, I think that's kind of the the line that they're traveling down. Uh, I haven't, the to outcome. be honest, I think it takes... A long time well, for them to unpack all the information which comes out of the study, yeah. but I guess that'll come to the you know see the light of day in a few years' time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was very fascinating so, to take part in. It was like you know it was like something you might see on YouTube. You know the grainy footage of people yeah. with like machines plugged to them and stuff like that and doing strange tasks. All of that, Peter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, it's quite religious in its own way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, maybe this is a way also in which tradition Mm. from primitive religious societies, primitive communities, and contemporary individualism are are slowly linking up again. Yes. Because there's something of a case in that, and Carlos Castaneda was pointed to the ways in which the ancient religions of, I mean, he probably exaggerated, of Latin America and of North America, mm-hmm. of the North American um, Native Americans. Uh, this was what he believed that people needed to get back and rediscover so that they belonged to the land. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so um, that kind of reconnection is something that you know, a lot of people are yearning for today. Yeah. Yeah, certainly are, Peter. Hey, um, very enlightening. Uh, that's the spirit this afternoon. I'm curious to like if you um, 
if you follow any more conversation around these sort of ideas or I topics, Peter, know. I yes. would definitely be keen yes. to hear more. All right, mate. Very good. Thank you okay. very much, and we'll chat next Monday. Okay, bye.